You're listening to a Rev FM production podcast. Welcome to Pastors Live, the show that discusses things of the Bible and current events for people who love to laugh. And now, the hosts who answer questions with more questions, it's Pastors Dave, Ty, Shane, and the other guy. Hey everybody, it's Pastors Live. It actually is Pastors Live because there's actually two people here. Uh, so a little thin last last few days, but a lot of people here today. It's Dave and I in the studio today, uh, and we're excited. Hello, Pastor Ty. Hey, Pastor Dave, how are you? Uh, and I'm doing great. Good, good. And we have Gary Austin, uh, the voice of the valley, the man, Hello, the myth, the legend. Hey, we hey, appreciate Gary. everything you do, man. Yes, and, sir. Uh, you yes, guys. sir. We have uh, some comments and some questions that uh, came in, and probably a follow up from uh, last week as well. Yeah. But uh, we have, what is it, how many days now? Or it's, let's see, it's October 26th. A week. So, oh, um, yeah, five so, days. Yeah, five days from yeah, now. Tuesday night, man. Uh, Tuesday night. Uh, light the night. Come on out. Uh, our Well, basically, our, our staff's going to be here and a bunch of uh, other partners in ministry blessing the kids and giving out candy. So we invite you to come out and join us uh, Tuesday night for Light the Night. And uh, today is episode 891. I am just, I'm still, <laughs> I'm still, I'm still Dave. I'm, I'm thinking to myself. I don't get it. I don't get it either. But uh, you know what? Praise the Lord. I think it's great. So, yeah, uh, I mean, I'm grateful it, for it, right? I mean, yeah. it, this is a pretty cool gig. We get to encourage people. Yeah, we, get we to, do. We get to help people not walk in fear and being uh, timid, but to walk in the joy of the Lord. And to 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 walk in a, a sense of grace and a little bit of courage. Well, and I, I think one of the things to remember right now is with all the stuff that's going on in the world, uh, there's a lot of saber rattling, and now there's a lot of fear being created by that, and that's something that men like to do. They like to uh, they like to rule people with fear, and so God rules with love, and so I, I'm 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 all about Jesus stuff. Right. But we do see some really scary stuff uh, going on right now. But the thing is, we don't have to be afraid. That's right. And we don't have to be in fear. For living in fear is a is a life full of torment. And I think uh, the, uh, when we start talking about prophetic things, like we're going to talk about tonight. No, wait, we talked about last night. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm so confused because we're talking about it all the time right now. I know, right? Uh, <laughs> so we talked about last night. Uh, the idea that um, God God's word actually is comforting, um, and of course, uh, in First Thessalonians four eighteen, right? It's a he says, therefore, comfort one another with these words. Uh, there's this idea of comfort when we think about you know how God has been with us. But uh, today, Dave is National Pumpkin Day. Oh, so, good. So, uh, D- Dave, when you were a kid, did you ever go out? Were you ever naughty with pumpkins? Did you ever go smashing pumpkins or anything like oh, that? Oh no, no, no. That would I, be I w- seriously, you guys, I, you're looking at the boy next door, man. Okay, because Gary I, and I, I were, yeah, we yeah, were, yeah, we, we yeah. went you out were the pumpkins. pumpkin smashers. I was the pumpkin carver and all that jazz. We did, for better or for worse, we we carved pumpkins in our house. But we, yeah, my dad would have gone through the roof. If one of his boys would have gone out and huh. done yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, we, you know, there were times you, you almost you go collect them at night and then you throw them out of the back of a moving truck, you know, things like that. You so know, moms and dads, put your kids in the other room so they don't get any ideas. Yeah, go ahead, that's Tom. right. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> well, uh, first of all, I want to clarify that it was wrong behavior. Uh, right. Okay, there you so, go. Yes. Yeah, you don't don't trespass, don't break other people's stuff. That's wrong. Uh, but uh, you, you want, know, I can but, tell you a really quick funny story. Oh yeah, no, I'll tell you. I don't story. know if you'll remember Gene Anderson or not. Gene was our head elder at the church in Albany, Oregon, at, at Maranatha Fellowship. Oh, I remember Gene. Yeah, yeah, great guy. Oh my goodness, one of my bestest friends. Anyway, Gene, um, 
when he was a senior in high school, he and a buddy got in the back of a pickup truck, drove through Gold Beach, Oregon, and they had ripped off a bunch of pumpkins from this one farmer, right? This guy had a big, huge pumpkin patch. They grabbed a bunch of the pumpkins off the vine and they drove through tra- through town screaming like banshees and smashing pumpkins in the middle of the main road of Gold Beach, Oregon. Now, the, you're talking back in the 70s and, you know, small town, very small town. So it wasn't like everybody outside didn't recognize the pickup and didn't recognize the two teenage boys in the back of the pickup smashing pumpkins. <laughs> so next morning, early in the morning, the police show up or the sheriff shows up at Gene's house, uh, <laughs> wakes his dad up out of bed, and they arrest Gene. Oh. Gene does not finish high school, uh, finishes the next six months in jail because it was a felony. And here's why it was a felony. I'm curious now. Because they took it from the farmer and not from a store. Had they stolen pumpkins from the local market, it would have been a misdemeanor. But because they stole it from a farmer, and that's his livelihood, it was a felony. So Gene, who would become our head elder at at Maranatha, was actually a felon (laughs) for smashing pumpkins. But not it wasn't the smashing pumpkins. So kids don't do that. He stole them. He stole them from a farmer, and that was the farmer's livelihood. Interesting. Uh, Isn't that wild? You know what? The more you know. The more you know. I you know what? That's so don't don't steal stuff. That's why the Bible says thou shalt not steal. Well ironic. So he becomes a uh uh what do you call the guys that work on the the line of a like in the lumber yard and all that. And anyway, not a machinist, but anyhow, he um you know, he he can fix stuff. I mean, he's he's really smart. Well, he he goes to apply for a job at Hewlett Packard, also in Oregon in Corvallis, and um, they're they're like, dude, you're really smart. So tell us about your education. Well, he didn't even have a diploma. He had to go back and get his GED right. in order to get hired at HP, and then HP paid for him to. Uh, uh, to get his bachelor's at at Oregon State, but anyway, I'll yeah, be darn. interesting. Yeah, yeah. Huh. yeah. So, so don't don't mess with other people's pumpkins. Don't people. No, don't, yeah. don't do that. No, nope. uh, actually, Lori and I haven't. We haven't done well since the boys kind of moved out. We haven't carved a pumpkin in years. Right, right. Uh, so that's been a little bit different for us. But we also haven't done that at all since we moved here. Yeah. Uh, so we, you know, I think the last time we did it, we lived in salmon. Uh, and of course, in salmon, kids don't take your pumpkins. The right, yeah. deer eat them. Yeah, mm, and you exactly. come back, and there's just the bottom where the wax was and the candle, because everything yeah. else gets eaten by the deer. So, I mean, that's I mean, where, at least where we don't Sylvia have that and I here. lived in Nebraska. We lived in Crete, Nebraska, for a while, and uh, we were inundated with squirrels and rabbits. And <laughs> we we didn't carve anything, um, but we we had the pumpkins out on the front porch, you know, like all harvesty. Dude, they ate them all. Ate them all, destroyed it. Yeah. So it's like, oh wow on every porch. It was oh, it was terrible. But yeah, very, uh, I very, saw very one. Happy. I think you might like though, Ty. I saw uh, online the other day somebody because um, now they're doing it where they don't carve in; they just sort of carve on the rind, you know. Oh so yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. A relief carving, like a relief carving. Yeah. And I saw one of Martin Luther. I thought, no, I would do that. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, Martin Luther. <laughs> Yeah, Put that get on your Happy Reformation yeah, Day. That's yeah. right. You know, hand well, out New Testaments to kids coming to your door. <laughs> well, I, I realized something the other day. I realized where some of my weaknesses are. So I, 
Apparently, I have a weakness. Uh, so apparently, an oatmeal uh, raisin cookie is oh. uh, is a kryptonite for me, dude. But uh, I was I came to visit the widows. The widows started meeting again, and so I came to meet with the widows because I just I love hanging out yep. with those girls. And so about three thirty in the afternoon, I'm hanging out with them. Oh, take something with you. I said, Oh no, no, I'm sorry, I can't. I'm 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 getting back on my make sure my health is right. And so no, he really takes something. And I look over there, and there's a pumpkin roll. And I'm thinking to myself, Ooh. oh, I've just discovered my kryptonites. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's the spicy part. I so know. it's the sweet and spicy. Mm. So uh, an oatmeal raisin cookie has a little bit of a has a little kick to it, mm. but so it has that sweet and that kick. But so does spice cake with cream cheese frosting, which is my favorite cake. Mm. And then pumpkin rolls are also one of my favorite things. And I went, oh. That's 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 the thing for me. That's like the right. that's the thing that'll push me over the edge. So I was like, okay. I walked away. I was great. The war- girls were really sweet about it. But I, I walked away, and uh, but I began to I began to conceptualize. Oh, that's why those are like that because of that sweet versus that you're spice a, that's you're in a them. Better man than I, I was like, ooh, I can't do that no the, more. The oatmeal raisin cookie. Here's the problem with the oatmeal raisin cookie. Okay, besides the calories, because uh, well, yeah, yeah, but you you can rationalize. Well, I mean, what's the difference between that and a bowl of oatmeal with some fresh fruit? You can't. You can. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, 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 <laughs> yeah. It, I do. Uh, that's, yeah. That's a, it, this is technically breakfast. It's, uh, it, it's breakfast. It's a breakfast cookie, honey. It's okay. Uh, wait, do you remember? Well, we if talk, one is good, two must be better. Right. Well, do you remember the other day we were talking about Nile Smith? Remember? The, yes. Our, of our wonderful brother Nile. I love Nile. Uh, Nile and Roxy both. Were yeah. Amazing. I, I remember uh, he him coming to me going. Ah, I just went to my doctor and he was really upset. I go, what's the problem? He goes, Well, man, I eat oatmeal every day, but my doctor mm-hmm. says I have to change. What I'm doing? I said, "You eat oatmeal every day." He goes, "Yeah." I says, "I have to stop using the brown sugar and all the butter." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and and I said, "Is there anything else?" He goes, "Yeah, and raisins." I went, "I said that's a cookie. That's I mean that's yeah, what I was thinking." That's, I was that's like, exactly that's, right. That's, yeah. a, that's a that's a bowl of cookie. Um, and he never looked at it that way. But yeah. he's like, "That's a bowl of cookie right yeah, there." That's, that's exactly a, right. Of uh, course. I said, "How much butter?" He goes. Two or three tablespoons. Ooh! I was like, I was like, like bro, Ouch. bro. Ouch. And I said, "How much sugar?" He says, two or three tablespoons." I'm like. I said, bro, no, bro yeah. yeah. And how much raisins? He goes, a little box. I'm like, okay. It's like, yeah, yeah. yeah no wonder your doctor says you need to stop and how that. Much, how much oatmeal? Oh, half a bowl. Yeah. Was, <laughs> well, he did have a whole cup. He, he, he made it really clear he had a whole cup. Uh, but oh, hey, guys, listen, man. we've got some great stuff to talk about. We have some comments and questions that came in. Um, but we have something new. Uh, you can text Pastors Live to 208 425 8686. That's, you can text Pastors Live to 208 208- uh, 425-8686 and stay up to date on all the stuff that's going on. Yeah. Um, and you can even go to the website and there's a little GL, uh, G, uh, a QR code and you can click on that no and you kidding. can text. Yeah. So we're, we're now. son of a gun. Yeah. We're, we're entering into the real world, but we're, <laughs> we're, we're, we're but wow. we're doing it. But if you're wondering why, well, why isn't it like text pastors live to 866-866? Well, because first of all, let's, let's clarify. Uh, those are really weird numbers for us. We'd want to do, you know, 887. <laughs> uh, but, right. but what you, you have to understand is apparently we just learned something when you hear companies that do that hey uh text this to these four numbers or five numbers that's a thousand dollars a month for people who do that yeah that's it's super expensive so we found a we found a more uh, economically uh efficient alternative which has a whole number so it's 208 425-8686 text pastors live here and uh we'll we'll keep you we'll keep you up to date with stuff that's going on so dave last week um Last week we we had the question came in and says, um, you know, it seems to me that uh, many pastors who were perceived to be faithful are leaving the ministry. How come? 
And we talked a little bit about that. Right. And of course, today uh, we're in Timothy. Not leaving the faith, but leaving the leaving, ministry. Leaving the ministry. Right. Um, and I, I think it, 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 it would be helpful maybe to revisit that, I think, as a couple, you know, and I'm realizing now, <laughs> older pastors, uh, <laughs> says we're sitting here. Uh, but... I think that well, let's also point out that all the young guys are not here, couldn't make it this morning, but the old guys are here. Anyway, go that's ahead. That's right. Yeah. Well, yeah, we'll just, we'll just ahead, leave it brother. there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I think that it reminds me in our reading today, because we're in the qualifications of an overseer in 1 Timothy chapter mm-hmm. 3. Mm-hmm. And the very first thing he says is, this is a faithful saying, if a man desires the position of a bishop, he desires a good work. And there's a few things about that. Of course, the the word there, if I remember, is I think that one. I think that one is Presbyterius, isn't it? Isn't isn't that one? Uh, uh, no, that's that's Episcopus for bishop. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. yeah. So that that one's so that's Episcopus, right? That overseer, right? The overseer, um, and yeah. so he says. Yeah, not the group, not the president. Yeah, I've got right uh, Episcopus. I actually wrote a note to myself. Yeah, yeah. I was looking for it. Episcopus yeah, is yeah. the word. So, so this is uh, if a man desires the position of an overseer. Well, mm-hmm. okay. First of all, um, when you enter the ministry, I, I don't think people understand what it is. I mean, <clears throat> I was thinking uh, the other day about because we've got some things that we're working on, and we're working on, uh, you know. How people are involved, and I'm I'm still waiting for some emails to collate all that information. But as I'm putting all this stuff together, I'm realizing there's a lot to oversee in ministry, um, and the position of an overseer. But you're all you're overseeing the body of Christ. That's a great responsibility, right? That he bought with his own blood. But you desire a good, and the last word, Dave, is work. Well, that's exactly right. Ty. It's a work. It is work, and. People uh, who sometimes go into ministry thinking, um, young young guys, young lot, yeah, young guys. Often, you know, I used to be a young guy, so I can say this. Uh, uh, who sometimes say, "Hey, ministry is going to be a blast, man. I mean, you're going to work all day on Sunday, and then you're you know you're going to play golf on Monday, tennis on Tuesday, uh, lunch with the other guys on staff on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Saturday, you take the day off because you're so tired from all the playing, and then teach on Sunday. It is absolutely hard work. It it's is labor. not just good work. It is hard Yes. Work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, that the the word, um, it, it's, um, uh, it's ergon, I think, or ergon. Aragon? No, Aragon. I can't. I'm, I'm I'm forgetting some of my pronunciations, but but I mean it's it's, for a, work? it's yeah for work. Yeah, like, I mean, that's where yeah. we get our word er, uh, ergonomics. Yeah, ergonomics. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Um, but it's it's like it's an occupation. You, you, I mean, it's it's a task. It's um, it's something that produces something. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's pl- Jesus said, "Look, if you put your hand to the plow and turn away, you're not worthy of the kingdom of God." Yeah, think Demas, right? <clears throat> right. And by the way, there's a lot, and there's a lot more to the Jesus's statement in its context. But, but I think one of the things we have to realize is um, there are times that it's just hard ground and it's hard work. I think one of the reasons we see people leaving ministry is that they are in places that God has not graced them for. Maybe they have a skill set or they look a certain way, and so people put them in a place where they're um, unable to be successful. I was telling somebody the other day, there are past, there are churches that would not hire me because of the way I look, right? Um, I don't look young enough. I don't have enough hair. It doesn't – I mean, I, I, I'm a very capable worship leader and a, and a musician, 
and a, and a vocalist. But there are there are churches that would not give me the position because I don't look like a worship leader. I don't look like everybody else. I don't well, look like all these people. Yeah, and, and so you, people get in these positions, and they haven't been called to it, and and it's overwhelming to them. And they're just like, I can't, I can't do this. And the idea of like when we talk about pastors leaving the ministry. Are we talking about senior pastors, worship pastors? Are we talking about assistant pastors, right. youth pastors, children's pastors? I mean, are you really called to be doing what you're doing? You know, well, yeah, yeah, Ty, and and I think that's you know, boy, it's such a, um, I don't want to say loaded question, but it's just it's a big question. There's a lot to it, right? But there it is. I mean, um, if if someone says, hey, you know that one pastor so and so, or that one worship leader so and so, and and they say, no, who who are you talking about? If the first thing you do is describe them physically, they're really, seriously, there's something wrong. Oh, you know the guy with all the big dreads. Oh, you know the gal with all the tattoos. Oh, you know the person that has you know all the piercings. Uh, the one that looks so cool and so rad and so hip. I, I don't have a problem with dreads, tats, or piercings. I don't. I just don't want to be known. You know, Paul says, I... I, I want to know no man in the flesh. I want to know you in the spirit. You right. know that one worship leader? Oh, no, I'm not, I can't put my finger on it. I can't picture her. Who are you talking about again? Oh, you know the one who sings that song? And, man, when, when she sings that one song, she you can just sense, man, she's before the Lord. Oh, yeah, I know who you're talking about. Now right. yeah. we're, we're, we're in the ballpark. But when it's always about, oh, you know the one that looks so hip and cool and the one that, you know, their their jeans are always shredded and their their platform always looks like a bomb went off, you know. And you're like, come on, guys, come really and truly. Um, I, again, I could care less about what a person looks like, but when that becomes the thing, oh man, they're so cool because they look like this, because they dress like that, right? Because their set is this. Um, well, and I, yeah, and I, I agree know, with you. And I think one of the problems that we have in the world today, we've been talking about this as we've been get ramping up to start the production on the green room project is that, um, there's a, there's a Xeroxing in our world today. It's, uh, this is the successful model. This is what success looks like. This is mm-hmm. how success dresses. This is how we communicate. Mm-hmm. This is what we do. And I'll be honest with you, you know, when it comes to communicating to creative people, I, I have no problem with sure. beautiful set design yeah. and lighting and things like that, because you you you, you have to reach the whole church, not just yeah. one half of the church. So I don't have a problem with that. But what happens is when we get to the point where um, that's the focal point, not Jesus. Right. Um, but I think that's one of the reasons that people are leaving ministries, because they're trying to create something that the spirit doesn't want them to create. And instead of praying, God, how would you have me go about this? They're trying to do it in the flesh. Right. I think they're really trying to to build up the ministry in the flesh, and they're they're trusting in man's ideas, man's ways. Um, and it was interesting being at the large uh, conference in Florida this last year because it's funny to me to kind of watch as one of the older guys that's there, <laughs> and uh, and one of the very few pastors that was in the room, lead pastors that was in the room, because I I'm looking around the room going you know what, we're setting ourselves up for failure here because, hey, if we do this, then this will happen. If we do this, then this will happen. You know, last time I checked, if we just worship God and preach the word, that's how ministry's gonna go. Yeah. Have fellowship, breaking of bread. I mean, Acts 2.42, man, that's, I mean, that's the simplicity of it. And and, and I think there's another part, too, of, of guy, why guys fail, which is um, if a man does not know how to rule his own house well, 
um, how will you take care of the house of God? I think some guys and gals in the ministry are overwhelmed because <laughs> their their homes are out of order, and that disorder in their home makes it very difficult to lead in the church. Yeah, I mean, I, that's definitely part of what Paul talks about here in First Timothy three, right? Yeah, but I think you know that also goes back to the original statement that he says it's hard work and i yeah. think i think ty and and gary part of the um part of the big question mark for me for what i see in the church today and i'm not judging anybody i don't have a bone to pick i don't have an axe to grind none of the guys that are and gals that are out there they don't work for me they don't answer to me god has has yet god has yet in the the uh you know 55 years that i've been a christian god has not yet asked me hey dave uh you know 8 billion people on the planet could you help me judge some because i'm just overwhelmed god has never asked me to judge anybody nope. right but i i see i observe in the church um a lot of platitudes a lot of hey we've got these really cute sayings and it, it, listen, it's hard work. If you want to be uh, a bishop, an overseer, or if if you want to be an elder, right? The the um, uh, the presbyteros kind of thing. You know, how do you say that word there? It's uh, the presbyteros. Uh, if if you want to be that, it is work, and that means you have to dig in. And that means you don't just get up and give a three-point sermon because the alliteration is right and you've got these cute little sayings and, you know, uh, you haven't really said anything. I remember years ago, Ty, we were at a pastor's conference. I think you were there too in uh, Costa Mesa. And Skip Heitzik was one of the presenters. And, and Skip said, guys, you never, ever get in the pulpit because you got to say something you get in the pulpit because you've got something, something to, to say. say. That's right. And <clears throat> what's he saying? What's Skip talking about? He's talking about doing the heavy lifting. He's talking about doing the work of ministry. How in the world, if if Paul, the Apostle Paul says in Ephesians 4 that our job as pastors is to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, how in the world are we going to equip the saints if we haven't done the heavy lifting ahead of time? Meaning we've gotten we've gotten into the passage we've read we've prayed obviously I, I hope it's obvious that that a pastor prays then he goes into the passage hey I did chapter one last week I'm doing chapter two this week whatever it might be and so he prays he reads the passage once twice three maybe five times just reads the passage all by itself and then he says Lord I've got to dig in here what. What does that word mean? Okay, who was speaking? Who was the writer? Who was he talking to? What's the context? Of course, that's our big word here, context, context, context. And and you've done the heavy lifting. Now you've begun to write an outline, and you're presenting to the body. Why? To, to entertain the flock? My goodness, no. To equip the flock, to equip the body, uh, the saints for the work of the ministry. Yeah, absolutely. And that means hard work. Yeah, it is hard work. And we're out of time, speaking of hard work. Hey, listen, Holy everybody. Mackerel. Listen, you're what? loved, your family. We got to go. That's we'll crazy. talk to you tomorrow. 
You've reached the end of another episode of Pastors Live, a Rev FM production podcast. Thank you for listening. Submit your questions and comments by email to pastorslive at therev.fm. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review from your favorite podcast listening platform. Subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or Amazon so you don't miss the next episode drop.